Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Yeah, which means we can spend more money on other things like chocolate and wine. The important things. <laughs> yeah. But also how <laughs> disgusting. And I remember, maggots in your bag. I remember going out and just being like, what are maggots? Like, I didn't know what they were. I was mortified. These wiggly little white things. my little wormy friend. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing hanging out in my backpack? <laughs> Hello and welcome. This week, we're talking about getting ready for back to school. We'll chat about the practical steps to help your child transition smoothly to school and how to make 2021 your most organised year yet. If your New Year's resolution is to get your home and life organised and you need a helping hand, check out the Essentials Guide created by the team at Little Miss Organised. The Essentials Guide is the only guide you'll need to organise any space in your home. Designed with the time-poor parent in mind, head to littlehomeorganised.com.au to find out more about the Essentials Guide. Well, Lily, it's that time of year again when in Australia all the parents today, in fact, are starting to send their little ones back to school. And for some parents, it might be the very first time. It is an exciting slash terrifying time. You had one in prep last year and now you've got another one heading into prep this year. Yes, I mean, why not just get it over and done with bam, bam, bam. Really sure. Yeah, yeah. You really fired those ones out, didn't <laughs> oh, you? Oh, yeah. Um, baptism of fire, that one. So, yes, I did I did have a preppy last year and I've got another preppy this year. So I um, am really getting to to know the whole starting school from the beginning thing quite well. The routine is becoming quite solidified, although I have to admit when when we started prep last year, there was no coronavirus. <laughs> yes, true. It really does um, put a spanner in the works, doesn't it? And, yes. and today's episode is going to be all about getting back to school. What are the things that we need to do to help us get organised to get those children off to school and help them with the transition? Yes, well... The biggest thing I think with getting ready for back to school is those practical elements. And look, I'm going to be honest, I was not my most organized self over the Christmas holidays. So I didn't do like the book list in the un- I Okay, now I tell a lie. I actually got really organized with the uniform stuff for my new preppy. And I think we ordered that in December, maybe November. And she's had a she's had a growth spurt over the last eight weeks. And so we we tried on her uniforms again a week ago. And I actually thought, oh, you I don't even know if you'll get a year out of these dresses that I've, you know, paid forty or fifty dollars each for. And so then I then I emailed the uniform shop and they've sold out of all her of, size. Well they've sold out of most of the sizes and like they don't even have a sample. That I can try on so that in two or three weeks time, when more stock comes in, I can say, yep, cool. You just wear this other uniform for a few weeks. How does that work? Like if a student hasn't got their uniform yet and they've sold out? There are just lots of other very kind parents who will rally around and help them find it. That That's what I found last year. The same thing happened to me last year with the uniform shop. I was waiting until the end of the holidays for my son so that I didn't have this issue of him growing out of things and went to the uniform shop. And yeah, they had sold out of all of the sizes basically that like a prep to grade four would kind of use. And I thought, oh, that's great. And you're not getting any until like 
week three or four and yeah I had to put a call out so they do order more it's just at the time they don't like sell out completely and then say sorry we're not stocking that oh no 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 I just think it's a case of maybe not knowing or not having enough prepared it must be hard for them to do that because children's children do obviously come in all different shapes and sizes yeah yeah it really is so heading on from that getting ready for school one of the most important things that you need to get ready is obviously the uniforms what are they going to wear most schooling situations in australia there is a compulsory uniform whether it's private or a public school there are exceptions to that for Mm. but for most cases there is a uniform that is required yes unless you're doing like distance education or um, home-based education um, then you can wear whatever you like pajamas if you like Uh, i even remember because i we both went to a state school for primary when we were younger um, I do remember there being like some kids who maybe had like the school shirt, but they had, um, you know, shorts or pants or things that were very different and, or maybe they didn't have, you know, the school colors jumper or the equivalent. And nowadays what you can get, which is really good is you have a lot of the department stores that will actually carry those four to six basic colours that the state schools kind of use. And even if you can't get the branded one that's got your school's logo on it, you can go to these department stores and you can get a jumper, a T-shirt, a pair of shorts, pair of track pants, um, socks, all that sort of stuff in those kind of school colours. So it means kids don't stand out so much anymore if for some reason they haven't been able to get... Those branded items, which I think is a really good thing. Yeah, that's good to know. Like if you're a parent who's in a position financially or for some other reason you can't provide your child with that uniform, there are, um, you know, maybe you've waited for the growth spurt and there's nothing left. You have got those options. And it is often cheaper. So like another parent had said to me before we started prep last year, don't buy the shorts from the uniform shop because they're like twice the price that you can get at this other place. And they weren't branded anyway. They, they just looked identical. And so that was a really great tip. So instead of paying, you know, 20 or 30 even dollars for a pair of shorts, I got them for $8 at a mm. local department store. Yep. So those kind of things can really save you a lot of money if you just simply ask around. I think with uniforms, the other thing that I would really encourage people to do is think about are you happy to wash, you know, once a week at the end of the week, which would mean you would need like five sets of uniforms Or are you happy to do a wash halfway through the week, which would mean you'd probably only need three sets of uniforms because that's going to save you a lot of money too. Yeah, it comes down to budget and time, doesn't it? So it's something to think about. It's not just a case of I'm heading to the uniform shop, I'm picking up a uniform. It's how is this going to play into my week now, depending on how many things I choose to purchase. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you need to think about. And for me, you know, I've got three children. I've already got to do pretty much a load of washing every day anyway. It's not any extra to chuck in you know the uniforms every day so that by Wednesday there's pretty much a new set all ready to go for the end of the week yes so for me it didn't make sense to have five sets Mm. and also it's more affordable to do it that way too yeah which means we can spend more money on other things like chocolate and wine (laughs) important things yeah (laughs) so of course when you're looking at your uniforms you need to think as well about if your child needs a sports uniform as opposed to a dress uniform as well Mm. so think about that making sure you tee that up with a uniform shop too funny story so I went to a private high school a Lutheran high school and we had the whole dress uniform 
versus the sports uniform. And our dress hat was actually made out of felt, which looked awesome when you first bought it. It was a ridiculous price. Like it was $100 or something for this hat. And if it rained and the hat got wet, it would get out of shape. You know you've talked about this on the podcast before. Have I really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, for those who are new to the podcast, please listen to my hat story. <laughs> Go and, on. <laughs> and if you're an old faithful, I'm sorry for saying it again. <laughs> and they they would sell these little plastic things that you would stick over the hat that looked like a condom. So, you know, if you were, if you were a pr- brand new, what do they, we used to call them veggies. Oh, yes, you're a veggie in yes, grade eight because yes. you're new to the school. When you were first into high school, you're a veggie. Don't know how that came about. But anyway, I would wear the hat condom when it rained. And I think I wore it twice before I realized this is super uncool. No one else is doing it and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> but like how impractical for a school to pick felt. Yeah. Like really. <laughs> Oh, it was worth you telling that again. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> so other Sorry. Thing- <laughs> so other things to think about as you're getting prepared to get back to school is, of course, making sure that you appropriately label uniforms because especially with little ones, it's so easy for them to get mixed up at home, let alone getting mixed up at school as well. If there's a change of uniform, if there's an accident, anything, you want to make sure things are appropriately labeled. So have a think about what you're going to do. Are you going to be the person who uses permanent marker on a tag? Are you going to be the parent who does the iron-on label? Like have a think about um, what you're going to use and make sure you order whatever you need in time so that it's ready to go for school. And if you are a returning parent this year, check over all of your child's uniforms. Make sure they fit correctly. Make sure they're in the right condition. There's no holes that have sprung up. Check the labels are in functional order because the pen ones do tend to fade. Even some of the iron-on ones tend to fade. And you know what? Funny story. My husband just the other day when he was helping me, God bless him, iron on some labels for preppy, new preppy and year one. He actually burnt a hole through one of the pairs of shorts <laughs> and he held them up and he said, I'm so sorry, these shorts are stuffed. And I was like, it's fine. They're from last year. You know, we got our $8 worth out of them. It's, it's you know, it's not an issue. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, that'd be right. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one time he ironed something on there. Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't a $50 dress. Okay. Like I can handle an $8 <laughs> pair of shorts. So the other thing you need to do if your kids have been at school for is check their backpack. You want to check their swimming bag, their library bag. Make sure that they haven't left something in there for the last six to eight weeks. Oh, can you imagine finding like a smelly pair of togs? Speaking of good stories. So I remember in grade five, I had a teacher who wasn't particularly nice. And I don't know what I'd left in my school bag. Something could have been a sandwich, could have been anything. I remember us being in class. We had our backpacks with us at our desks for some reason. Oh. And I opened it and my bag was filled with maggots. <gasps> Gross. <laughs> and she shamed me. She was like, get out of this classroom. That is disgusting. Which was also awful. Never do that to a child. But also <laughs> how disgusting. And I remember, maggots in your bag. I remember going out and just being like, what are maggots? Like, I didn't know what they were. I was mortified. These wriggly little Look white at my things. my little wormy friends. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing hanging out in my backpack? <laughs> Um, so gross. So, so disgusting. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you've never told me that story before. Really? Never? No, never. That uh, is like top of the pops. Maybe I wanted to take that to the grave. But, yeah, so make sure you check the backpacks from last year, ideally mm. at the end of last year. But, you know, if yeah. you haven't, do that now because you mm. don't want to find a disaster the night before and think this child cannot use this backpack tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to school with a plastic bag. I'm sorry. And if you don't have a uniform backpack, which most places do, there are heaps of options to get them, like, really affordable. Seriously, check out your local op shop. They've 
have you just got such a ton i got a ton of really good stuff or, yeah you know, or your local marketplace or gumtree or craigslist or whatever secondhand economy you're using in your local area like we did not we chose not to get a branded one because we knew that we'd be moving in a couple of years there you go yeah so we just bought a paw patrol one because you know can't go wrong with paw patrol can't go wrong with that and god bless him he is so good at taking care of his stuff the backpack has survived a year and is good for a second year whereas I just have a feeling that my darling daughter, her backpack It's going to be a different story. <laughs> maybe a term. Yeah. Maybe a term. <laughs> well, we'll look at that as, as the benchmark and then it's success <laughs> if she gets to there. Uh, the other thing I'd mention is, you know, along the lines of checking things, hopefully you've gone through their bags and made sure that there's no lunch boxes and gross things in there for that reason. Speaking of which, my husband pulled a coffee mug, one of the um, travel mugs out of the car last weekend. I don't know. It'd been in there for... I don't know if it was either a couple of days or a couple of weeks, whatever it was, it had obviously had milk and coffee in it. Mm. When he opened it, the smell literally filled the whole story of our house. And we put it in, we rinsed it and put it in the dishwasher. And then you'd like walk past the dishwasher and you could still smell it. Really? And you'd open the dishwasher and it was like, like gagging. It was so bad. So make sure to check that stuff. And if you're an adult, make sure to check that stuff too. (laughs) Because if you leave stuff in a hot car, it gets really, really gross really quickly. So one of the things that you can do to help that, of course, is establishing a routine when you come in the house, right? Routines are great. And we're about to jump into that topic real shortly. But before we do, we should also probably talk about book lists. Yes, book lists are really important. Okay, so quickly with book lists, the most important thing is, did you keep any spares from last year? And if you did, awesome, great, good on you. What I actually like to do at home is have a spare stationary section so that at the end of the year when the spare stuff comes home, I keep it there and I reuse any of it for the following year if I can. And I did get to do that this year, which was really cool. The second thing is shop around for the best price. Like the book list that came out from our school was just for a local news agency and it was something like 160 or 180 dollars per child so one for prep and one for year one and this is just at a state school so it's not even textbooks and stuff like that it's just lots of scrapbooks and because I decided to shop online and just you know have a look at like one of the local office department stores or the office supply stores it ended up costing me about half that price oh wow There are some really big savings to be had. The other thing is if you're a really time poor parent and you don't want to go to that effort of shopping online or shopping in person or whatever it might be, you can actually send your child's book list to any office supply store pretty much and they will fill it for you. I was going to say I actually used to work at Officeworks and it was such a busy time of year um, in January because the staff who worked in the stationery section were just filling book lists. But mm. it was so awesome because as a parent you just walked in oh. and you just picked up and it was all done. And if that's something you can take off your plate and just keep it all at the one store, then why not do that? Yeah, it's such a time saver. And like January can be really crazy with other getting ready for school stuff. So if you can get that stuff done for you, why not? Now we're going to take a quick break for a clutter confession and when we come back we're going to talk more about routines and how you can help your child transition for school this year. Clutter confessions! <laughs> my clutter confession is that I keep all my diary entries from upwards of when I was in primary school so that I can read them back and see the growth and cringe in the hindsight. <laughs> the growth and cringe. I did that for a while. I actually I kept mine for a number of years 
but I must have still been within my teen angst when I looked back and read them to be so embarrassed that I got rid of them. And now as an adult, I regret that because now I can't go back and go, oh my goodness, I thought I was, you know, so smart. I was such a big grown-up teenager and you look Mm. back and just think, oh girl, you had so much to learn. (laughs) I've actually still got all mine and I have them all the way back to when I first got given a diary, which would have been like, oh, I don't know, grade two or grade three. And, you know, they give you those locks with them. Yes. That, you know, every key opens. But some of them I have actually lost the keys for. And I keep thinking, oh, one day I'll, you know, break them open. I'll have a look at them, read them. Um, but I have to admit there are some teenage ones that I'm perhaps avoiding because there was a lot of capital letters and not a lot of nice <laughs> So many teenage emotions. Well, I I love it. I'd love to know what the most interesting thing is that she's reflected and looked back on and thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe I thought that, said that, wrote that. And if you're someone who has kept your journal entries as well, we'd love to hear it. So feel free to flick us a message and let us know what is some of the funniest things that you said in your diary um, back when you were young and full of teen hormones. (laughs) I don't think the hormones ever go away. So if you've got something weird, wacky or wonderful that you'd like to share, head to the Little Home Organised page on Facebook, send us an audio message and we promise we'll keep it anonymous. So routines. Routines are important. We've talked about routines before in one of our very first episodes, Rhythm and Routines. So if you haven't listened to that one, feel free to go back and check it out. But routines are important when it comes to getting ready for school, especially for our young ones. A routine is so good for any age because it really helps us to learn the steps and for things to become a habit. And holidays can really upset the routine because we become a bit more lax. Like us as parents, we wanted to sleep in a bit more. So we didn't mind if the kids went downstairs and watched a bit of TV first thing in the morning so that we could get a bit of extra sleep. Our two-year-old is doing this thing where he's getting up at 6 or 5.30 and then going into the siblings' room and waking them up rather <laughs> early and all we can hear first thing in the morning is get out of our room <laughs> which some is, of us need our sleep which is delightful but when it gets back to school there's no tv for our kids in the morning there's no toy playing the only thing our kids can do is once everything's been done breakfast pack bags gotten ready all that stuff they can sit on the couch and read a book but in our house my kids get way too distracted if toys are even remotely in the arena. So it's a real big no-no for us. So I think one of the things that's important when establishing a new routine, of course, is if you've got little ones who aren't used to this routine is you don't want to throw it upon them the first day that they go to school because there's so much change that's already happening. It can be pretty overwhelming. So why not practice that routine ahead of time? That's so true. It's a bit like when you have a new baby, you don't want an older child to feel like they got pushed out of their cot because there's a new baby. So you push them out of the cot a few months earlier so that they don't connect the two events. Same thing for school. Is that that a bad analogy? (laughs) Pushing the... Yeah, I mean, I get the idea. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's good. For those people who are not young mothers or fathers... Or American, it's a crib. Oh, yeah, it is. That's true. Anyway, back on track. What is the ideal morning routine in your household? For me, it's something like get up, make your bed, get dressed, make sure the room's tidy, brush your hair, go to breakfast, and then do the brushing teeth, packing bags, putting shoes on, adding lunchbox. So what is the ideal for your household, for your routine? And once you've kind of identified it and talked about it with your child or your children, make it visual. 
yeah, the biggest thing you can do for your kids is help them visually look up and see, tick, I've done that, tick, I've done that. And there's heaps of easy access resources that you can find online that can help you to do this. So if you jump on, you can literally jump onto Google, but often Google will link you through to Pinterest. So if you jump on Pinterest, there's all these beautiful options for routine helpers that are visual aids that help your child know, tick, I've done that. And they visually might be able to tick something. They might be able to move like a magnet button, whatever it may be. So you can look at Pinterest for ideas like that. You of course can jump on Instagram. If you're an Instagram user, we're on Instagram, feel free to check us out. And you can search in the search bar for hashtags. So you could search hashtag routine helper, hashtag child's routine, hashtag routine, and have a look and just flick through some of the posts and you'll get some ideas on what to do to help your child uh, get through the things that they need to get through of a morning. And of course, there's one thing that Bonnie and I personally know that you can use And that is the Routine Helper from Second Scout. So you will have heard us mention Second Scout before on the podcast. So Second Scout is a local business and they make amazing icon labels. And they also do wooden icon tags and they do a wooden routine helper. And so what it visually looks like is it looks like a little piece of timber and then you have... It's kind of like a scrabble. Yes. That's a scrabble a, thing. That's a really great way to visualize it. I'm sure it. it's not called a thing, but it's a scrabble thing. Yeah. It's like the little skinny tray that the, the that you stick scrabble your, your words on, your pieces. Um, yeah. Yeah. That they sit into. So it's like that. The one that Second Scout does is timber. And it's like, of course, it's really, really beautiful, but it's super visual and practical for kids. And on one side, you, there's a bunch of different routine options you can choose from. On one side, it might have make bed, brush teeth, brush hair, pack bag, or whatever it might be, just the things that, you know, are standard for a child to need to do in the morning. And then as the child completes the task, they turn it around and on the other side is a little star so they can see, oh, uh, once I do each task from left to right, this will all look like a row of stars and they can have that sense of accomplishment and know that they've done everything that they need to do in the morning. And I think anything that can help you as a parent to stop having repeating what they need to do is going to be a win-win. I think I need one of those for my husband. <laughs> I think we probably all need one. What, you know, on those tired mornings where you've had a bad night's sleep with a baby up in the night. Anyone else? Just me. Okay. <laughs> and you're just thinking, how do I get myself out the door this morning? Just you know, to look at my routine helper. You know what, though? I think they're a really great idea, the visual aid of a routine helper for kids who are atypical or neurodiverse. And I think of my two eldest and their various difficulties and making something visual like that for them is just so awesome. And I actually have plans to do something like that. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do like individual pictures of them and flip them over to have a star on the back or if I do this wooden thing from Second Scout, but it sounds beautiful. It is. And um, we've got a great relationship with Second Scout because we really believe in the quality of the work of the products that they make and being Australian made as well. We love it. So for our listeners, you actually get a special discount. If you enter the discount code littlehome 10 you'll get 10% off any order you place with Second Scout. So you can just head to their website, secondscout.com.au and go check out their routine helper. But also feel free to check out their other stuff. They've got cool icon labels that are um, on vinyl and also on wooden tags. I'd also say on that note as well, I recently redid my toy area and I used those labels on my tro- IKEA Trofast tubs that pull in and out. So if you want to see visually what they look like, you can just check out our Instagram or our Facebook as well. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about how we help our child smoothly transition. Maybe they're starting prep, maybe they're starting at a new school and we've moved areas and it's all a little bit daunting. How can we actually 
help our child have a smooth transition in that first day and in that first couple of weeks? Well, the first thing, if you can do this, if COVID-19 has not made you locked down, is take them on a tour of the school or the classroom, meet the teacher, just get them familiar with the settings of the school. Help them know this is where the tuck shop is, this is where the toilets are, this is where I'll pick you up and drop you off. Just give them a little bit of a tour around the place. Yeah, it's really important to help acclimatise them so that it's not all a big shock on day one. And another thing, of course, you can do, which is super easy in the day and age we live now with Facebook, is you can reach out with other parents who are going to have children in the same grade or class as your child and arrange a meetup so the children start to get familiar with each mm. other outside of the school setting so that on that day where it is all big, exciting and new, there's some familiarity that it makes it all a little less daunting. That's so true. And you know what? Pretty much every school has got some sort of Facebook group, whether it's for the entire school or for the class or for that year level. Like I know we've got one for both year one and the preps coming in this year. And it's just so helpful to, especially if you are that first time parent of your student starting school for the first time, just to help alleviate some of the nerves. Like I've got a son, but now I've got a daughter entering school. And I had to ask the question, what sort of socks do we wear? Because I'm used to boys just wearing joggers, but now I've got dress shoes. Lovely little shiny Mary Jane type shoes. Oh, cute. Yeah, they're very cute. As well as the joggers. So it was like, oh, actually, what type of socks do we wear? Because they only sell sports socks. So those groups are awesome for connecting, asking lots of questions. Problem solving, sharing a uniform if you don't have one, all that kind of stuff. I think the other thing, if you can't actually get out and check out your school as well, see what resources they have online to just show your child, oh, this is what the front of the school looks like. This is what it looks like inside a classroom. And they probably have videos which tour around as well. So make sure that even if you can't get into the school with your child before school starts, uh, show them some other resources to help them prepare. And one thing that's really important for helping the transition go smoothly is play school. So have a practice day where you get There's them up. A bear in the <laughs> that had and to go. There are people with games. For everybody who's overseas, they're going, What and are you singing? To tell. In Australia, there is a very popular kids show called Play School and it's been going for like 55 oh. years or if something. I say Play School who's the one host that comes to mind immediately Noni Noni yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's she, brilliant yeah she was awesome <laughs> um but there are so many other cool ones actually they did this hello song because they had this 50th anniversary thing a few years ago they did an album and they did some of their best songs and they did a hello song where everyone who'd ever been a presenter <gasps> said hello it's blah 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 and it was like traveling back in time oh the nostalgia it was really You'll have cool. to send that to me yeah well it's just on YouTube music. Oh, I'll have to go check it out. Yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you. So um, playing so play school, school yeah. Um, whether you're Noni or someone else. Um, so make their lunch, put it in their lunchbox, get them up as you would on a normal school day, get them in their uniform, help them get dressed, help them just go through that practice routine of this is what a school day looks like. Travel to school. Do you ride a bike? Do you walk? Do you go in the car? Do you actually catch a train? Do it together with them. So that they can see, oh, this is what it's actually going to look and feel like. Practice sitting on a mat. You know, especially if this is like first time prep or preschool um, and your kid maybe hasn't done that sort of stuff before. Have a few fun games and exercises that you can do together where they actually 
you know, can learn. This is what we. This is what it looks like to cross your legs and to sit on a mat. This is what it looks like to sit at a desk and to do, you know, activities with other people. And this is how we eat out of our lunchbox. Like one of the biggest things for kids who first go to school is learning to balance a lunchbox on their knees while they're sitting on benches. And it's the little things that we don't think about. So if you do this practicing at home, you can make it fun. It really is going to help your child learn so there's not so much that's new and scary when they get to school yeah because you don't want to get you don't want them to get to school and be like I can't open my packet of food you know yeah. like <laughs> or oh, especially not without tipping it all out especially with oh. all the bougie um lunch boxes the that bento we've got these boxes, days yeah. yeah and my son did that once last year and he came home and was like I had to go to the office and ask for food because I tipped my food out all over the concrete it was dirty oh. and I was like uh okay <laughs> I think that's gonna happen a lot more this year for yeah. my new one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait and see watch this space the final thing I think we absolutely have to mention Bonnie of course is the go zone oh yes if you do not have a go zone yet and if you're not you have no idea what we mean when we say go zone check out episode 26 that we did on the go zone 20 20 20 oh i'm sorry 20 episode 20 our grandfather is rolling in his (laughs) grave right now (laughs) speak properly lily episode 26 because the go zone is actually a game changer basically or you can call it a school station whatever the idea is wherever you come in and out of the house every day there should be zones where things easily go that transition in and out of the house. School bags, school books, your shoes, hats, whatever it might be. Make sure that you set up a zone so it's easy for you and your kids to know where their things go and the routine that happens when they come in and out of the house. Okay, it's time for this week's tidy task and it's a really quick and simple one. If you've got a child starting school or returning to school, I just want you to check all your labels, uniforms, books, backpacks, all that sort of stuff, check that everything is completely labelled. And then once they go off for their first day at school, treat yourself. Have a tea and Tim Tams morning or a tears and tissues morning (laughs) or go for a massage, have a coffee with a friend. You got through the school holidays, you got through the first day of sending them back to school. You deserve to reward yourself. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We know how busy life can be and really appreciate you lending us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.